Turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 8. <clears throat> We're going to look at three stories quickly this morning. Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8. Is it coming up, Pete? Peter? Genesis chapter 8. We're going to look at verses 15 through 22. Let's go ahead and stand as we read those. You can stretch your legs one more time. Genesis chapter 8, verses 15 through 22. <clears throat> Just follow along with me as I go. This is a story, of course, of Noah. And Noah had a big opportunity. It says in Genesis chapter 8, verse 15, And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of, of the ark, thou and thy wife, and, the sons, and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. <clears throat> and then it says this, Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee, of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth, and be fruitful, and, to, and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth, and his sons and his wives, and, his wi and the sons' wives with him, every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kind, went forth out of the ark. Verse number 20 says, And Noah built an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For well, the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any. Neither will I again smite any more every every living thing as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Let's go ahead and pray. Larry Hilton, could you pray for us? Amen. You may be seated. It keeps going in and out on you, doesn't it? All right. Sometimes you think these um, technology has demons. Amen. And um, so when we look at this, 2020, Happy New Year. How many of you are looking forward to the new year? All right. Can you believe we've made it to 2020? Story. The, the theme for this next year is uh, vision. Uh, our vision 2020 for Bible Baptist Church. We all have to have a vision for something. And if your vision is messed up, what do you do? You go get your eyes checked. And so we need to make sure we have that vision. Go back to these verses. And I, and I think of what the Lord says in verse number 21. Look what it says. It says, and the Lord smelled a sweet savor. He smelled the offerings that Noah had brought there. Interesting story. Because before that, what did he smell? What did he see? He saw people that were wicked everywhere. I can't imagine how evil it was, how evil it was in Noah's day, but for some reason God saw, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God chose to use him. We're going to talk about this nasty word sometimes we look at, and it's this word, I hope this thing's working now. Okay, can you go to the next one? It's not working. All right, the resolutions, how many of you like resolutions? Two. Resolutions. It's a good word. It's not a bad thing. Resolutions. And, and why do you have resolutions? Because so you can break them by January 3rd. Amen? You know, it's always, there's new beginnings in our, in our life with this. If you can go to the next one, I don't know what's going on with this. The next one says new beginnings. What's a new beginning? The year. 
is a new beginning, right? And I don't know where, where I was. I had left a check somewhere, and I looked at the check, and it still had the 19 dash over the side, and, you have to, and it was an older set of checks. I thought, oh, my word, what is going on with this thing? But 2020, it's a new year. But can I say this to you? It's not only a new year, it's a new month. And then not only a new month, it's a new week, new day, new hour, new second. Everything's new. Don't you love that? When you get up in the morning, don't you love to see the sunrise? And you see it's just, it's just a new beginning with this whole thing. I like having a new beginning. When the, day, when the day takes off and the sun rises, you think, okay, what can I do today? Anybody got any plans this week? Because we all plan things, Correct. And so here we have, some, we have some things in here. We look at um, next, next one. It says this, it says Christmas 2019. It's hard to believe, but that's already over. Anybody not open your gifts yet? One particular time, we didn't have very much money for Christmas for the kids, so we waited to celebrate Christmas on December 28th, praise God. We got all the sales on the 26th and 27th. Do you remember that, Ann? The girls didn't know any better. When I'm sitting there, she just figured it out just, just then when I said it. All right, so, and that was last year, praise God. But as we look at these things, sometimes we just don't understand how time flies by. But then we have the year 2020, uh, and, and we're thinking, oh my word, it's a new year. Now let's go over for some review, for sake of this, some review on, on Christmas time. We went over five words. What were the five words that were used for Jesus? The first one was what? Anybody? Wonderful. The next one was what? Counselor. Anybody else listen? We went through all these. The third one is what? The what? The mighty God. The next one. Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. And as we review for those really quick, Th those all deal with the wonderful means the word miracle. And the next one is a consultant with a purpose and a plan. That's, that's what counselor is. The mighty God means he's the strongest and the mightiest. And then it says the everlasting father, this is referring to eternal life. And then we have the prince of peace. This is peace in all of life's situations. If we can have the prince of peace, everything's going to be doing okay. But now let's look at our new beginnings, our resolution. Anybody have the same resolution every year? Eat right. Buy a Peloton. Anybody know what that is? Or now, the big one this year was what? Anybody know what the big exercise thing was this year? You saw it on all the advertisements. I've got about four or five of them in my house, and they don't do the same thing. It's called the mirror. They're selling a mirror for $1,500. And I don't know if I want a mirror where people can look back at me on the other side. But now we have all these different things. We have all these different resolutions. Let me ask you this two simple questions. When it comes to new beginnings and resolutions, what does it take for us to be different? How many of you know that there's some things you probably should do different? <clears throat> okay, let's just get where the rubber meets the road. How about attitudes? You ever had an attitude? When I say attitude, you're thinking of one person right now because that one person will give you an attitude, right? Hopefully it's not your spouse. But then there's, there's other things that will just affect me and, and I've got to, I know in my mind I've got to have a new beginning on this. I've got to think different. I've got to have a resolution on this. The second question would be this. 
Does God ex what does God expect from us? Does He want us to be the same? Did God save us to be the same? No. He chose us to grow. And so what these new these resolutions are not bad, but sometimes we break them by mid-March. For some reason we just think that's a good start, new beginning, a new year, let's do this, and we break it by mid-March. Some of us break it by mid-January. How many of you think you should eat right? How many of you will do it for the first two days in January, and by January 3rd you'll be, you'll be tired of, of all the fruit you're supposed to eat? We know what we're supposed to eat. I'm going to age now. I know when I eat something, it will adversely affect me. It will make me tired or it will give me energy. I was off caffeine for about four years. I'm back on it because I needed some more energy. Praise God. I, I didn't take caffeine. I, and, I, and I did it so I'd lose weight so I wouldn't drink sweet tea. Then I realized that there's other drinks that don't have caffeine in them. Root beer does not have caffeine in it. Sprite does not have caffeine in it. Anything that's a light-colored beverage, um, well, not, not Mountain Dew, I think that has a little bit of caffeine in it, but all these other ones I could drink, I could drink, I could drink, and then you know what? The, first, the principle that I did this for was to lose weight, but then I could drink all these other aspects of it, and it didn't end up helping me. We know what we're supposed to do. Now, let's look at Noah in Genesis chapter 8, verse 15, and I want you to think of his situation. <clears throat> the story we just read in Genesis chapter 8 Verses 15 through 22 is when he's getting off the ark. And he makes an altar. Can you imagine if you were him, how much of a new beginning he has? Picture, if you will, a very populated area and, and he gets in the boat and many, year, many, many days he's, on, he's in this boat and then when he, gets, when he opens the door and he comes out of that ark, there is no one there. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning for him. It's a new beginning for his family. And let's just stress the, the, the attitude with this. It's a new beginning for the world. You don't get much more of a new beginning than Noah. And so here you have Noah doing all these things. And can you imagine what he thought when he saw everything? There's one word that I want to stress to you as we would go through this. It's responsibilities. Noah had a big responsibility. You look at Noah and you see, wow, he's got to, he's got to basically build the world. He's got to build his own place to stay. I think it's very interesting where the ark ended. It was a place where he couldn't live there. But if you can build an ark, I can tell you this. You can do a lot of different things. You can build a house. How many of you had the privilege of going to the ark in Kentucky? Raise your hand. After you build that, you can build a house. And so here he's got all these responsibilities for his family, for himself, and for the entire world. He's got a new beginning. Now let's look at a different person. Go to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14, if you would, just follow along with me. We're going to read about four verses in this. This is an interesting aspect of another person's life. <clears throat> and this, of course, deals with Moses. We're going to talk a bit, little bit more about him tonight. But we're going to sidestep where he's at and look at verse number 28 in Exodus chapter 14. It says this, And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh, 
that came into the sea after them, there remained not so much as one of them. Keep reading, it says, But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Now, I would like to see that. How many of you ever had the privilege of going to Ripley's Aquarium? And you're walking through that tunnel. And there's just something eerie about a shark swimming above you. And then you look at the kids and say, Hey, kids, you see that crack in that glass over there? Everything changes with just one crack in that glass. No longer are you on a little conveyor belt going around and going, oh, look, there's a shark up there. You know what, you're look, you, what you are there? You're called bait at that point. I can't imagine what these guys saw as they walked through, and they've got children with them. They have never seen anything like this. There's, there's, there's water on this side, water on this side, and it's dry. I wonder if there were fish swimming around where you could see it see them and you can see all the rock formations in there and they walked all the way around through everything but then something happens keep reading verse number 30 it says the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore because when those waters came in Pharaoh's army his mighty army that he, all that he had left were wiped out it says when they were looking on the seashore, they could see the bodies of the soldiers on the seashore. God sure has protected them, hasn't He? It goes into verse number 31. It says, And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and His servant Moses. You want to talk about a new beginning? Here we have this situation. Think about this. Here he's gotten all these people out of the country, and we've seen the ten plagues, we've studied those on Sunday night. Um, it was just mass hysteria in Egypt. Now the death angels came and killed all the firstborn, not only the people, but of the animals, and there's death everywhere. They, they don't have the economy left with what's happened with what God has done. And now they go to the Red Sea, and tonight we're going to look at what happens at the Red Sea, but they're on the other side of the Red Sea, and, and they've walked all the way through this morning for practical purposes, and, and, the, and the sea has came back, and now they're on the other side of the Red Sea. You want to talk about a new beginning? You ever th said, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, and everything's going to be great, and you're looking forward to that day when it can happen. Numerous times he had went, he'd went to Pharaoh ten times and told him what was going to happen, and numerous times Pharaoh said nothing was going to happen. So what happens with it? He, gets, he finally gets out, and we all know the story, but can you imagine what must have went through Moses' mind at this time? He gets on the other side of that Red Sea, and if I was him, I'd probably be standing on a rock looking around, and he didn't see hundreds of people. He didn't see thousands of people. He saw millions of people. You ever said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and how am I going to get this done? Can you imagine what he must have thought? Well, God will take care of him. He was one that didn't have a lot of confidence to begin with anyway. God had to help him. Get him and understand, well, I can't even talk. We're going to have to have Aaron come on the scene, and he's going to speak for you. Well, I don't know if I can do this. I, you know my past. Have you ever done this with your life? God always gives us responsibility. He always does, and there's a big responsibility. You know what else, else he, gave, he gave Moses? You go to the next one, it's not responsibilities, but it's what? Go to the next one, it says this, resources. 
He gave God resources. He gave Moses resources. You ever prayed for something that happened? And you go, oh my, what am I going to do now? It just happened. How would you like to be in charge of a million people with no Walmart, no Lowe's? One time I was at my house in North Carolina and I went to Lowe's so much one time I got off work and I drove home but I ended up in the Lowe's parking lot. I thought, what am I doing here? We could just get a habit, and, and it was way out of the way. When I finally got there, I was like, what am I doing here? I didn't even need to buy anything. You know you've been there a lot when they have mail for you when you come in the store. Here you go, Mr. Wagner, here's some mail for you. I don't even think we can even understand the magnitude of what Moses must have thought. Yes, God's in charge, but read what the last verse and his servant Moses. But I want to tell you something. It was a great blessing for Moses because they just loved him to death. No. When you set a new year resolution, you start a new beginning, you're going to have to understand there's responsibilities for what you do. God always wants us to follow responsibilities. He also wants us to understand that we have resources at our, at our dis disclosure. We can ask God for things and he can help us. Did not God take care of the, the people in the wilderness? If you will, turn to a verse really quick just in the next chapter. Just in one chapter over, Exodus chapter 15. It's not up here, but Exodus chapter 15, verse 24. Look what it says. Verse 24 says this. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? It didn't take them very long. What are the resources God gave Moses for his people? Well, he gave him food, gave him water. They had the ability to see him in the day and in, at night, his presence there. One of the biggest things that I think is really neat that God did with Moses and the children are the shoes. Shoes never wore out. That's amazing, especially of a teen boy. They never wore out. So in your life, when you say, I'm gonna, I want to do this for God, I don't want 2020 to just be another year. Do you realize, and, and some of us, I'm at an age now when I think, I'm never, this day I'm never going to get back. This time I'm never going to get back. This month I'm never going to get back. This hour I'm never going to get back. You, anybody, when you're a teenager, you don't think that. Everything's wonderful, everything's wonderful. No, I wake up and go, what hurts today? What kind of medicine can I take? What kind of um, pain things can I do? Can I, can I put some Bengay on it? Can I, can I put, take some ibuprofen? Can I do this? Can I do that? I've had this cough and I can't get rid of it. At night I have to take NyQuil to go to sleep. You know what NyQuil happens? At 3 o'clock in the morning it runs out. I have to get up and take another one and go lay back down. I don't like this. But I know I've only got one shot, and God is going to give me responsibilities. He's going to give you responsibilities. He's going to give us resources. I can't imagine what Moses thought. What have I done? There's millions of people that need basic living provisions. But God always takes care of them, doesn't he? Let's look at one last story. I want you to turn into the book of Judges. Judges chapter 16. I'm going to look at four verses there. 
New beginnings, resolutions, how are you going to do? You are going to have responsibility. God gives each one of us responsibilities. With those responsibilities, He gives us resources. But if you don't follow along, this is, your, this is our story. Judges chapter 16, read it, read it, follow along with me in Judges chapter 16, verse number 27. It says, Now the house is full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there, and there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that, be, that beheld while Samson made sport. In other words, they were making fun of him. Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at, at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. It's interesting that he says that. He, he, wants, he wants revenge for his two eyes, but what about the revenge for what God had done? What he, what, what he was supposed to do for God? He was concerned about his eyes. And keep going in verse number 29. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, of the one from the right hand and the other from the left hand. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead that he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. You say, well, how can you get a new beginning out of... Out of Samson, he's at a point in his life when he had responsibilities and God gave him resources and you know what he chose not to do then? You know what word you think of when you think of Samson? The word regret. I don't want to live my life and regret it, Ray. I just don't want to wake up and go, man, I regret the last 20 years of my life. We've got something to do for the Lord and, God need, and we need to get the job done for God. And so we've got to give responsibilities when it comes to 2020. Guess what? You guys should have some responsibilities. Everybody in this room should have responsibilities that God has. Not only that, God's going to give you the resources for it. And you know what God does not want you to do? He does not want you to have regret. Don't you love it when you do things wrong? Regrets. Here, Samson, he's got a new beginning. You know what his new beginning is? It's called heaven. You know what Samson's full of? What I am sometimes. Pride. You ever been there? Well, I can do whatever I want. It doesn't matter. Really? It's not how God works. Last night I was watching the football games. Anybody watch the first massacre? All right, I wanted to watch it, and I wanted the other team to win. I started watching, and I was hopeful the first three seconds of the game. But about three minutes into it, I thought, this is over. And I was sitting there watching that game, and I, and I, and I remembered my, the biggest fan that I've ever seen of LSU. It was a man by the name of Brent French. Brent French was my, was my um, director of my first team that I, I sang with two, two teams with my um, college, and he was, my first, he was my second director. And I became very good friends with him, probably the nicest guy. He bled yellow, and is it blue or purple? Purple. He was all about LSU. And all I could do is go back and think of him. He was in ministry for over 20 years. So I Googled his name. And I knew this, but I, I saw on the page that I looked at, it said August 20th, 1968. Second date was August 22nd, 2018. At the, year, at the age of 50, Brent, one of the people that saved me from doing wrong things, at the age of 50 and two days, 
went home to be with the Lord. I saw the picture of him, and he was just a captivating individual, wasn't he? And when you met him, you were just like, wow, just an incredible young man. We didn't go down the exact same path, but I can tell you this, he followed his Savior. And you know what? I don't want to get when I'm, I'm 53 years old, going to be 54 this year. I've outlived him by three years. But I don't want to do what Samson did. I've got responsibilities. I've got the resources. God gives me those. But I don't want to have the regrets. Something changed my life this week. There's events that happen in your life. Mike Brown asked me to do something. And I have a lot more respect for those two people back there right now. He asked me to go pick somebody up on the 23rd of December. So I went to a jail to pick up a man to take to a place I had no idea who he was or where he was going and of course my wife had some questions what's he in there for that's what she asked and the second one said where is your life insurance policy located <laughs> I'm glad she asked him in that order you know I went there and I, and I met this man his name was Tony Drove all the way up, where was that, Virginia, what part of Virginia? Big Stone Gap, never been there before. That man had nothing. Nothing. I talked with him for over an hour, took him out to eat, very thankful, been incarcerated for 20 months. He told me, he goes, they found my teeth this morning. 20 months he had not had his bottom partial. And I don't know anything about cigarettes, but he had cigarettes in a bag, and when he got out, he opened them. They were 20 months old. He said, I know I shouldn't do this. And he started telling me, Mike, everything that he, he was going to do. He had absolutely nothing. Didn't even have a jacket. But I know one thing he had. Sure had a lot of regrets. And once you go down that regret thing, you don't know where you're going to end up at. I prayed with him. I talked with him about the Lord. I know Mike had talked to him about it. Oh, I'm going to do good. I'm going to do good. I'm going to do good. In all actuality, Brother Brown, I don't know if you'll end up in the back, back in the same place. We have two people back in the back that had clothes for him, food for him. He asked me if he had a jacket. I didn't know he needed to get a jacket. I would have taken him and gotten a jacket. He said, well, <clears throat> and he looked very old, and he said, he asked me, he said, how old are you, young man? And I was like, well, I said, you tell me how old you are. Proceeded to tell me he was 10 years younger than me. He looked 10 years older than me. He said, well, I thought I was older than you were. When I let him go, I just had a good cry. So often, God shows you new beginnings. This man has a new beginning. But what will he do with that new beginning? What will I do with the new beginning? 2020 is right around the corner. I want 2020 to be a happy time. 
I want to enjoy time. I want to go out. I want to, we want to go to these restaurants with y'all. We want to do certain things with you. But I want to tell you the biggest thing you can ever do for the Lord is have a relationship with Him. Amen. And have no regrets about that relationship. I mean, He gives you responsibilities. Don't you love responsibilities? Man, bring on the responsibilities. Remember when you were a teenager? I don't want any responsibilities. I was writing something down for my daughters. I'm doing a book that tells things that happened in my, in my, in my past, and it's going to give, give them both a book. And one of the questions was, did you have any chores when you were growing up? And I wrote in my book this morning, I said, yes, I had chores. And all the chores that I mentioned, I hated. Washing the dishes. This was before dishwashers. Making my bed. You would think that was watering the garden. But then I got to the last one. I said, man, I like this chore. And I wrote down the chore. I said, I used to take the trash out. You say, what was so exciting about that? I lived in a time, and I'm young enough, I'm old enough to understand. When we used to take trash out, you know what that meant? We'd take it to a barrel and burn it, amen? And I remember the, the biggest excitement for me when I was a young child, my dad would let me go out and light a fire. And, and then I figured out that I could take a milk jug, put it on a stick, light it, get the fire going, get the, get the milk jug on fire. It would shrink up, then it would start drip over. I just thought that was amazing. That's a responsibility I had. We all have responsibilities as, as Christians in here. And God gives us the resources. Now remember this, we have a miracle working Savior. We have a consultant with, with a purpose and a plan for us. He's the strongest, he's the mightiest, he has eternal life, he, and he has peace in our life. If we have all these things, we can make it through these things we have. We're called responsibilities, resources, and regrets. Not anybody in here does not have, there's not one person in this room that doesn't have some sort of regret. One day we're going to stand before the Lord. I don't think, Ray, I'm going to look him in the eyes because I've let him down so much. He's given me responsibilities for 2020. He's given me responsibilities for 2019. He's also given me the resources. Praise God. He's given me his Bible, his own word that I can read, and I can understand what he wants me to do. Now, I can either choose it or not choose it. You say, well, I read my Bible and I do everything. Really? Everything you read, you do. Is Randy in here? Because I was behind him at that stoplight that said, no, turn on red. And he just took off. And he shouldn't have done that in front of me. Because I started calling him. And these signs are six feet tall. And there's four of them. And I said, Randy, did you not see that sign? He goes, I knew you saw me do that. I said, where is Brandon and Peter at the, at Pete at the time that you need them the most? I was going to make a citizen's arrest. We all have regrets, amen. But it's time to take our responsibilities seriously in 2020 and make sure we understand the resources that we have because God doesn't want us to have regrets. I want to end it with this. What's going to hold you back in 2020? Responsibilities, resources, or regrets? I want you to turn in one more story, and I want you to go, and we're going to read two verses, and we're done. Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. I'm going to ask you two questions, because there's a man by the name of Paul that's going to come on the scene, or Saul at this time. You want to talk about this, it says, um, the two questions are found in Acts chapter 9 and verse 5. He sees the light, he falls down on, his Damascus, on the Damascus road, and he asks two simple questions. You want to talk about a man that had the resources? 
And the man that had, guess what, responsibilities? It was Paul. Before he was saved and then after he was saved. Have you ever wondered why, they cho why God chose Saul and changed his name to Paul? He was an educated man. Isn't it interesting that the educated man was the one that wrote more than half of the New Testament? His education didn't just stem from his education from the Roman citizens. It also stemmed from everything that he could read. He was a very educated man. And then he gets this light comes on and he asks two simple questions. I want to leave these with you at the very end. The first question is found in Acts chapter 9, verses 5, and he says that this. Who art thou, Lord? Question mark. God asks that question. Who do we say God is? And then I love the second question he asks. Why couldn't Christians in 2020 do the same thing? Who art thou, Lord? Oh, I didn't have the conversion that Saul had. I want to tell you something. He saved a rascal when he saved me, just like he saved you and you were a rascal. Aren't you thankful for what God's done? Aren't you thankful for where you are, not where you would be? Aren't you thankful that Brother Brown doesn't have to minister to you? I don't want the regrets. But the two questions that he asks is, Who art thou, Lord? Go to the next verse. Acts chapter 9, verse 6. This is what God's going to ask you this year. Lord, what wilt thou have me to Two great questions from a man that had a lot of regrets, had a lot of responsibilities before he was saved, had a lot of resources. He had everything the world could offer. And guess what? When he found Christ, he said, Who art thou, Lord, and what do you want me to do? And guess what? He changed from the responsibilities over there to the responsibilities here. He changed from the resources over there to the resources over here. He had regrets from over there, and he lived with them his whole life, and that's what made him a person that we could understand when he says, I am the chiefest among sinners. He hadn't met me, praise God. The things that I do, I shouldn't do. You ever been there? You know what I want 2020 to be? A year with no regrets. You know what's going to happen? We're going to have regrets. But you know what we do? We pick ourselves up. A just man, he just falleth. Is that what the Bible says? A just man falleth what? Seven times. What does God want us to do? 2020, He wants us to have a vision. With that vision, we've got to make some resolutions. With that resolutions, we've got to understand there's responsibilities that we have with these resolutions. Not only that, He's going to give us the resources to get through these responsibilities. And sometimes we're going to have regrets, but you know what we have to do when we have regrets? We go back to the responsibilities. God has something for us. Responsibilities, resources, and regrets. Which one is going to be 2020 for you? It's going to be one of those. I want responsibility.